Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Sunday sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship. We would love to hear how God has blessed your life. Reach out to us through social media or email us at scfellowshipchurch at gmail.com. Good morning, everybody. Um, Thank you, Pastor Herman, for sharing this pulpit. I am humble, but I also take it very... um, reverential fear, I would say, you know, I, I just respect the, respect the, the, the pulpit and the word of the Lord. And thank you to my husband and my kids that always, um, support me when, when the Lord is asking me to do something. So let's start with a word, word of prayer. Father, I just want to thank you this morning for the ministry that has gone forth. Father God, you spoke, we want to see your glory, Lord. We want to see your glory, Lord. We need to see your glory. We hunger for you. We thirst for you, Lord. And as I get ready to share what you have laid on my heart, I humbly but boldly ask you that it will touch people's heart, Lord, that they can put it into practice, that it will be a rema word, a word that they need, Father God, that ministers and encourages, Father God, that it will just start a new season and today will be a new beginning because they're listening and Lord not only are they listening but are they they are putting into practice what you are asking them to do today and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing unto you today I'm just a mouthpiece I'm just a vessel Lord that is willing to tell you yes here I am Lord send me So, Lord, I thank you and I worship you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm telling you guys, any one of you that um, want to share can share. I have found out that all the Lord is asking for is a yes. Are you willing to be obedient? Are you willing to be his hands and feet? Once you say yes, he does the rest. So, shaking in my boots, I tell him yes. (laughs) Um, Because if I don't... I've seen the consequences, and we're not going to go there. Um, Very quickly, what is the theme of Southside Christian Fellowship that Pastor Herman has been preaching out of this year? What is the mission of Southside Christian Fellowship? Who can tell me? Who can shout it out? Say, Say it. Passionate pursuers of God. What is our theme? What is our mission? Passionate pursuers of God. I hope you've been getting that out of everything that he's been preaching. And if I ask you individually today and I say, do you want to be a passionate pursuer of God? Most of you will tell me right off the bat, absolutely. Yes, of course. But that's easier said than done. Because it's going to cost you a price. You're going to have to pay something. You're going to have to pay time. I told my kids, I said, time is worth more than money because I can't get time back. It's going to cost you your energy. It's going to cost you. There is a price that you have to pay to become a passionate pursuer of God. So how do you become a passionate pursuer of God? More than a preaching, I want to do a teaching. I I want this to be practical. I want this to be something that you can go home and put into place. Grab a pencil, take some notes. I told you before, if you write something down, it's as if you heard it 11 times. I like to put it on a piece of paper, go back to it, reread it, revisit it. And it's amazing how the Lord always speaks in different ways, even though it's been the same message. So I want to talk to you about the secret place. Psalms 91, 
1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's talk about the secret place. What is the secret place? It refers to the way our soul is in relationship with God. It is a private time with our Father in heaven. But it's also a physical place that we close our door and we spend time with the Lord. Matthew 6, 6 says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. What is the importance of the secret place in the life of the believer? I'm going to give you a big, broad picture. It brings safety and security. If we continue to read Psalms 91, that's kind of the lines that it goes down. We find hope, guidance, direction. Um, there is a st- our strength is renewed. When we go into the secret place and we begin to pray and spend time with the Lord, we build up our reservoir. We, we just kind of get full of him. So when the bad times comes, we can overcome the bad times. And they are going to come. Um, the secret places where we have intimacy and communion with God. Um, it is a place with no distractions. It is a place where you and the Holy Spirit are together. That's the big picture of what the secret place is. So it's something spiritual, but it's also a physical place where you close that door. Now, there are some benefits, and I'm going to start with the benefits to encourage you, but then I'm going to challenge you with some things. So when we look for a job, a lot of people... Don't leave their job because not because of the pay, but because of the benefits. And it is sad that many times we find more benefits in some things that like a job per se, than we do realizing what is, what are the benefits of being on the secret place? What is the benefit of dwelling, dwelling? The definition of dwelling is to live, to live there, not to come to the dwelling place once a week. Once a month, whenever you're in trouble, it is actually to live there. The dwell, to dwell means to be fully present in a place or with a person. It is part of you. It is who you are. It is your very being staying in the secret place. I found so many benefits, and I begin to list a few, and these are not in any particular order, but this one is. The main benefit that I found just wow was an audience of one, an audience of one, you and the Lord, the creator of the universe. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to be with you, just you and him. That is an amazing benefit. And if you continue to read Psalms 91, there's a shadow there, that, that protection, that refuge. Um, Psalms 27, five says for in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter in the secret place of his tent. He will hide me. He will lift me up upon a rock. Now, when we listen to that word refuge, we think, wow, that's really good. But you have to remember and be aware that the secret place may also Be a place where the enemy comes and tries to come and attack. You remember Daniel? Where was he attacked? In his prayer life, right? Jesus himself was attacked in the place of prayer. There was where Judas came to get him. But be assured, 
The Lord has jurisdiction over your prayer time. Before you go into the secret place, plead the blood of Jesus. Ask the Lord to cover your prayers. Ask the Lord to cover that prayer time. It's a fortress. It's where we get delivered. Now, we have to make a choice. We have to choose to leave behind the pressures of the world and the pleasures of the world to go into the secret place. And now I want you to remember that we have to leave behind the pressures and the pleasures of the world. And then what does James 4 said? says, when you draw near to God, he draws near to you. Now we love that first part of the verse, but there's a second part. And it says, come near to God and he will draw near to you. The second part says, wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Another benefit in, of the secret place is that we get to see our sin. And many of us may not think that that's a benefit, but yes, because it's there when we see our sin that we can repent, we can turn from our wicked ways. Isaiah um, 6, 5 says, woe to me. I cried. I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Sin is like a cancer, but the secret place is like radiation. I had to have radiation. I had to have a total of seven weeks, about 37 rounds. And it is a slow process. It doesn't happen all at once. But when we enter into the secret place, the Lord begins to reveal to us our sin. We begin to repent. And it is also a process. It doesn't necessarily have to happen immediately. So just like radiation targets and radiates cancer, the secret place, God's presence targets our sin and reveals it to us. And we can repent and come to him in clean hands. Like I said, the effects of radiation is delayed. So don't feel that you're just sitting there and nothing is happening. I promise you the Lord is working in you and he's working in your circumstances. Another thing that we can get to see, you know, it's our through true thoughts, our selfish motives. We can gain spiritual growth. And I wish I could go into each and every one of these, but you guys get to see the big picture. Um, guidance, making decisions. Sometimes we make decisions and we don't realize that the choices that we make not only affect us, but affects the generations to come. That's why it's important before we make decisions to go into the secret place. That is where we get divine guidance. For you young people, finding your purpose, and you know, some of us older too, but, but I know this, this high school years, they're trying to figure out what it is that they're going to do. Finding your purpose, and, and that's in the secret place. There is no plan B. God created you with a plan, a purpose, and a destiny. You don't need to wonder. You don't need to have all these questions. He already has a calling for you, and, and that's where you find it, in the secret place. Cry out to him for wisdom and for revelation, and then wait. Wait upon the Lord to answer you. Um, Psalm 62, 5 says, my soul Wait silently for God alone. And this is what we do in the secret place. For my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God, 
is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge to us. Remember that the Lord is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But don't seek him for what he can give you. Seek him for who he is. Don't seek only his hand. Seek his face. Seek his presence, not just the anointed. And that one really ministered to me. Because I would go, Lord, just I'm seeking the anointing. I'm seeking the anointing. And when I heard that, I said, Lord, I need to seek your presence first. And then the anointing comes next. So those are just some of the benefits of being in the secret place alone with the Lord. Now, how do you enter the secret place? Again, there's so many of them. I'm going to mention some because the more I was looking, the more I was realizing how many ways there are to enter the secret place. And um, I just kept on adding and adding and I had to stop. So pick one or two that minister to you, one or two that you may need to work on and, and put them into practice. The first one that, again, no particular order. That's just how I was finding them. Go in faith and stay in faith. Let uh, Hebrews 4.16 says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. Go in faith. But you know what? Sometimes our need is so much that we don't have faith. That's okay. God's not mad at you. You just pray that prayer. Say, Lord, I believe, but increase my faith. Increase my faith. The Lord knows how you're struggling, what your emotions are. So he's not surprised by them. And I go back to the sin. Confess any known sins. Sometimes because we may not have any addictions or um, be committing the, the, sin, the sins that can be seen, um, like maybe robbing or, or just things, the sins that we consider sins. But there's so many more. And the Lord was showing me um, pride, rebellion, selfishness, envy. Ask the Lord in the secret place to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Plead the blood of Jesus over your mind, your will, and your emotions. When you go into the secret place, you have to take authority over your mind because the minute it's quiet, your mind begins to wonder. I keep a piece of paper of my to-do list or sometimes I'll write them on the phone. These are things that I have to do when I get out from here because if not, my mind will wonder and keep going. And you don't want to do that in the secret place. Take authority over your mind. Um, worship and thank God. Thank the Father for everything, even for the struggles. Wednesday night, I was laughing because Pastor said, tell me um, what, what you know about the book of James. And I said, oh, Pastor, I have some deep thought about the book of James. And he's like, go ahead, go ahead and share. And I'm like, the minute he says, consider all joy, I was done. That's all, you know, because that's not what we want to hear, but that's what he says. So, you know, thank him. Thank him for the struggles, and, but continue to pursue him with worship and thanksgiving in your heart. Um, one of the things I do is I keep a journal. I keep a journal to retain what God has given me. Because to whom much is given, much is required. Jesus said it this way, for whoever has to him will be given more. One reason I journal is because I forget. 
I forget sometimes the prophetic words. I forget sometimes his promises, the scriptures that were quickened in my heart when he gave them to me. And I, I write my prayer request and it's so, um, I can't express how I feel when I go back through my journals and I see the answered prayers. I see the ones that he hasn't answered and I thank him for that because he knows better in the big picture. He knows why he didn't answer that. But it's encouraging to see or read the prophetic word that he gave me five, ten years ago. And I'm like, oh, this has come to pass. This is coming to pass. So that's that's one of the reasons that that I journal. Um, and it builds my faith when I go back and and see what he has done. Um, and I found an example that really ministered to me because God can give you and give you and give you. But if you don't remember or take to heart what he's been giving you, then, and, and you forget about it, it's like a, um, a football um, game or a football player. If the receiver keeps on dropping the ball, the quarterback is going to stop throwing it. You don't want God to stop giving you things just because you don't remember or hide them in your heart or write them down to remember them later. So get you a journal and begin to write the things that the Lord gives you in the secret place. Um, surrender your own agenda. <sighs> this is hard for me because I, when I'm going to the secret place, I already know what all of my needs are, what my desires are, what my prayer requests are. And you know what? Don't try to convince the Lord of your own agenda. Believe me, his agenda is better for you. So just go in there and let him speak to you. Go in there humbly. Empty yourself of, of who you are and, you know, not going into the secret place and not praying shows prideful independence. You don't want that. You want to go in there with a humble heart, not demanding things. This is your heavenly father who cares for you and wants to give you things, but he wants to give you you. He wants that intimate relationship with you. He wants to be with you. Just, just like if you want to spend time with your spouse or spend time with your friends, your creator wants to do the same thing. So go in there humbly, not demanding. When you're in the secret place, read your words. I told you, I have a lot of little Things that he was just showing me. Read your word. You know, um, Revelations 1.3 says, Blessed is the one who reads the words of prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take it to heart. And I know this is specifically referring to the book of Revelations, but in Joshua, it also tells us to take the words of the Lord. In Joshua, it says, if you want to be successful and prosperous, obey the word of the Lord. Stay in the word. Teach them to your children. Put them in the wall. That's how you become successful and prosperous. That is the key. So pray the word. Pray the word over yourself, over your children, over your spouse, over your circumstances, over your situation. Pray the word of the Lord because Isaiah 55, 11 says, his word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish what he has sent it forth to accomplish. So pray the word of the Lord. Um, and one more thing. The word of the Lord changes you. When you read the word, it changes you because it's a life, it's well, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So just read his word and let it change you and transform you. 
Now you want to get your prayers answered? John 15, 7 says, If you remain in me and my word remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. That is just a beautiful verse. Now, this is the last one that I have. And I think I left it last because this one really ministered to me. Is it up there? Okay. Yeah. Be quiet. Just be quiet. Just shut up. (laughs) Just shut up. You know, um, the Lord has more important things to say than you do. Um, When he speaks, the universe comes into existence. So go into that secret place and be quiet. When God talks, things change. When you talk, nothing happens. And it's funny because many times, Danny will put on a timer to see how long I can stay silent. (laughs) He's like, well, you made it to 30 seconds. (laughs) So yeah, that's the one that I have to work on. Remember that. The Lord, when you go into that secret place, remember that he has more important things to say than you do. And that when he talks, things change. When we talk, nothing happens. So let that motivate you to be quiet in this secret place. Now, there are some things that we need to overcome to be able to go into the secret place. Busyness, busyness, busyness. A friend of mine told me this morning, we are drunk in busyness. We may not be physically drunk, but we are drunk in busyness. And I know that I'm guilty of that with everybody's schedule. So you definitely have to put your schedule to the side or make time. We all make time for the things that we want. So, you know, we have to make time to go into the secret place. Um, Overcoming distractions. Um, Like my sister was talking about with the little kids. Well, my kids are 15 and 18, and it's still pretty busy and and crazy at home. So one of the, one of the things I have to do is I have to get up at five and I know they're, Oh mom, you're crazy. Why do you have to get up at five? Because that's the only time that's quiet. Once they get up, it's over. So that's, you, you have to make it a priority. Um, when you come home from work sometimes, okay, no, I couldn't get up this morning. I'll, I'll do it in the morning. I do it in the evening. I'll, I'll go into the secret place in the evening. But what do we do? We come back tired from work from a long day. We sit in front of the couch. We scroll through this phone, 15, 20, 30, an hour. And what happens when we put it down or get up from the couch? We are left empty. We are left void. But that's not going to happen if you choose to go into the secret place. You will get out of there refreshed and encouraged. So leave those distractions to the side. And if you don't get it done, don't let the enemy make you feel guilty that you didn't do it. Feel ripped off. Honestly, feel ripped off, feel cheated, you know, and tell the enemy, oh, no, no, no. There's, there's a, um, be indignant, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, you kept me from this blessing. Not today. I'm still going to make time to get into the secret place. Lack of discipline is something else we have to overcome. Pick a time, pick a place, be constant. You got to do it for a certain period of time before it becomes a habit, a good habit. I don't know with all these storms and rains that we've been having, our power has been going out. I still go in the house and turn on the light. I still go and plug in my curling iron when there's no power. Why? Because those are habits. 
develop good habits of entering into the secret place. Listen to this. It says the foolish will allow all of the things above that I just mentioned, the busyness, the distractions, the lack of discipline, or whatever that thing you need to become is for you. The foolish will allow all of the above to pull them away from the secret place. But the wise will stay until their hearts are full of Jesus. Do you want to be wise? Yes. Then stay. Establish that habit. Start with 5, 10, 15 minutes. It'll be two hours and you won't want to leave because the presence of the Lord is so sweet and there's so much peace and joy. You have to overcome discouragement. Because sometimes we feel, like I mentioned before, that nothing, in is, nothing is happening. You're spinning your wheels. You're just sitting there. You have to persevere. You have to stay. Galatians 6 says, when you sow in the spirit, you will reap in the spirit. Do not grow weary. Don't quit. Don't give up. In due time, you will reap. reap. But listen, don't make the secret place a hit and run. And I'm going to tell you, this happens to me. If I get up at 4.30 or whenever the Lord wakes me up some days. Um, if I get up early... By 7, 8, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and I am cranky. And then everybody comes in finally to settle down. And our devotion time sometimes is literally just a hit and run. And I'm like, no, this cannot be. So don't, don't get into that habit. Do it when you're fresh. Do it when you're alert. Um, when times are good, it's easy to get into the secret place. It's easy to praise the Lord. It's easy to be in his presence. But let me tell you. If the sun is out and everything is fine and dandy, like I said, it's easy. But what does the sun do? The sun dries. The earth cracks. So we need the rain. We need the wind. And it is in those storms, you know, the sun will create a desert. Nonstop sun will create a desert. So we need the rain. We need the wind. And that's where the growth comes in. That's where the growth takes place. So... You stay, you persevere. There's so many times that we have a tendency to run from the secret place, not to the secret place. Because we're so overwhelmed, we don't want to pray. There's been times that I have told Danny, Danny, I can't pray. You're just going to have to pray today by yourself or you're going to have to pray for me. Because why? We just don't want to be there because we are overwhelmed. The circumstances are too heavy. But our example is Jesus. And look what Jesus did. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed even more. Luke twenty two forty four said, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. When Jesus was hurting, he prayed. When he was really hurting, he prayed even more. He prayed even harder. And that's the only way he was able to endure the cross that was before him. So when you are facing something don't run from God. Run to God. Get into your secret place. If the Lord did this before he picked up his cross and went to, to die on the cross for us, and he is the example to follow, then that's what we need to do. So when you're facing something, go even more and deeper into the secret place. Sometimes the pain is so heavy that we cannot pray. The only thing we can do is cry. That's okay. Guess what? Tears are liquid words. Tears say things that words can often cannot say. The Lord understands. He understands tear language. 
Psalms 56, 8 says, put my heart, put my tears into your bottle. Cry before the Lord. He knows your heart. He knows everything. And as I had shared with you guys a few weeks ago, um, that it's just been, been some challenges lately with just different things. And um, Danny and I were praying, and I came across Psalms 143. And I told Danny, I'm just going to park right here until the Lord moves. And sometimes we don't know what to pray. We don't know how to pray. Open those Psalms. David truly had a way of putting his feelings into words. So if you don't know what to pray, just read the Psalms and read Psalms 143 over and over again. And this is where I'm parked, and I'm going to share this with you. And it says, Lord... Hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness, come to my relief. Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one living is righteous before you. The enemy pursues me. He crushes me to the ground. He makes me dwell in the darkness like those long dead. So my spirit grows faint within me. My heart within me is dismayed. I remember the days of long ago. I meditate in all your works and consider what your hand has done. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I will be like those who go down to the pit. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on, lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, Lord, preserve my life in your righteousness. Bring me out of trouble in your unfailing love. Silence my enemies. Mm. In your unfailing love, silence my enemies. Destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. So again, if you don't know what to pray, read the Psalms. And um, the boys were asking me, Mom, how long are you going to preach? Because they always ask me how long. I said, you know what? This is a very short, practical message. So I'm honestly done. So think, what was the secret place? The benefits of the secret place, the things that you have to overcome. So in conclusion, we were created for relationship with our Heavenly Father. He longs to be with you. Get into the secret place. He's not a spare tire. He's not your 911 call center. The secret place is an investment. See it as a place where you're investing. And you are going to reap great benefits. So make the secret place your priority in your life and enjoy the richness of God's presence. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. 
As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.